Hi, this is Anna East Eden. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond podcast with host Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy. Hi, Stephen. This is Emily Proctor calling you. Hi, Stephen. It's Melissa Anderson calling you. Mr. Brittingham, this is Bill Duke. How are you, sir? Stephen, this is Patrick Duffy. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond podcast. Your home for meaningful and in-depth interviews. For more guest and show news, please visit HollywoodBeyond.net. Hey, Supernatural fans. This is Carrie Gonzell inviting you to join me for Creation's Supernatural Convention in Arlington, Virginia, this coming August 12th through 14th. I will be there along with all of your favorite Supernatural stars. Join me for a free screening of Just My Imagination. I will be hosting along with the hilarious Nate Torrance, who plays Sully. There will be autographs, photo ops, a karaoke night, and so much more. Get your tickets at creationent.com. Don't miss out. Get yours today. Have a question or comment for Steven? You can send them anytime to the show's official email address, hollywoodandbeyondshow at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, friends and listeners. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I am your host, actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Hosting today's episode from Cincinnati, Ohio. My special guest today is here to discuss his latest film. It's not just a typical artistic project. It's also a brotherly connection to this film. My special guest today is Leonardo Fuica. And he is here to discuss his new and upcoming film, which will be available for digital download on August 16th. Camping Trip. Missed you. Hey, 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 stop that, pendejo. I told you not to do that. My neighbors are watching. Camping, Camping trip! trip! No, 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 violence! Shut up, Ace. There might be people around. Hey, there's no one around for miles. Hey, how you doing, Doc? Please, gentlemen, respect the six feet. And I specifically ask you guys to wear masks. So where are they? There's a freaking pandemic happening out there. People are dying from it. What's that? You guys ready for the scary part? I don't know who to trust anymore. So for once, can you just put aside your morals? Watch too many movies, big boy. The game ain't no joke. He co-directed the film with his brother, and it is the story of a fun-filled vacation that quickly turns into a test of loyalty and survival. Uh, Welcome to the show, Leonardo. Hey, how's it going, Stephen? I'm doing good. Uh, How are you today? I'm doing very good. Well, it's so nice to have you here on Hollywood and Beyond podcast. 
Uh, welcome to this show. I'm looking forward to uh, discussing your film very much. Yes, of course. And I'm here to speak about it and uh, everybody learns about it so they can watch it. Well, as I previously mentioned, I'm here in my hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. And where are you joining me from uh, this morning? I am calling directly from Montreal, Canada. Very nice. Is it uh, hot and humid up there as well, like it is down here? It is, my friend. Yes, it is. (laughs) I think that's how it is everywhere, it seems to be, uh, this summer. Yes. Yes, I think it's a hot summer here, and uh, I know I had cousins in uh, Spain. They told me the same thing, and I, I have a couple of friends in uh, Cincinnati and uh, in L.A. that told me that uh, it's pretty hot. Well, um, I'll tell you what. I just can't wait to discuss your film, Camping Trip. Um, and before yeah. we uh, discuss it and, and dive into the making of the film and your thoughts on the film, I thought I would begin by asking, where are you from? And Leonardo, how did your interest in artistic projects actually begin for you? Well, uh, okay, well, I, I'm, I was born in Spain. And uh, I moved after to Canada uh, and I started... Uh, making movies i started as an actor um here in canada uh, at a young age 10 years old so i've been in the movie business for around 32 years <laughs> uh, i mostly did i mostly did a um, french uh, series here and there um i think in the u.s you guys call them more like uh, i think it's a or b b listers so i wasn't popular movie series here in Canada and in Quebec, mostly in French, like I said. But then after I started diving in, in uh, production, in writing, I always like, was fond about writing. And uh, since primary school, I did my first, I think, play in second grade, I think, or third grade. And I did in front of the school, uh, in front of the class, in front of three classes, and then in front of the whole school. And then somebody said, hey, you would be good to do auditions. And I was like... What? What is auditions? <laughs> you just take a paper, you know, you, you do like a play. And uh, yeah, so I, I started there and uh, started having contracts. And then and no, my parents could no more like have them, like, you know, uh, all the accounts and stuff. And I got an agent. And that's where I started making, you know, movies and stuff like that. Well, how did you um, like discover that? other side of the camera might be appealing to you. How did you go, you know what? I might want to try my hand at uh, directing, maybe producing and even writing. Like, how did that develop for you? You know what? That's that's a very good question. I mean, what happened is that me, uh, I did this movie called, uh, this American movie called Home Team with Steven Gutenberg, of a, a soccer, and I did this, this actor I was in the in the movie. I did this bad, you know, those typical uh, kids movies. The the bad, the captain of the bad team here and there. Yeah. So I start, so I started playing in that movie and start talking with the director, and they needed um, a choreograph for all the soccer plays. And uh, my dad is a is an ancient soccer player, professional soccer player. So uh, I started there, you know. You know, putting my dad, and then after putting my sister to have a, you know, um, for makeup. So from there, you know, I said, hey, I'm, I, I like producing here and there. And so I, I started slowly 
producing, co-directing uh, with my brother, uh, video clips, shorts, here and there, because I think it's important uh, that when you make movies, uh, each department, you have to know them. Because when you make movies, I mean, uh, all the departments are so essential that it's important to to know them, not only just produce and just produce to, because you want to produce. I mean, you have to know what are the script supervisors do, what are the production designers do, what the co-directors do, what the sound department do. I mean, all the all departments are very important. So uh, I always loved, you know, uh, making movies. And I'm a big, uh, my idol is Charlie Chaplin. So Charlie Chaplin touched a lot of a lot of uh, departments, uh, and uh, like from co-directing to composing music to producing and playing. So yeah, I started uh, with that movie and slowly just starting way, going my way up. And I did this movie called La Run here in Canada, my Montreal, uh, about the the the, the 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 criminal world, and that was my first like screenplay that I wrote for the big screen that I would say and yeah we started having nominations uh, around the world the competitions uh, best editing uh, best script uh, best supporting role and yeah from there uh, slowly slowly I went to uh, California uh, to uh, since 2013 to no better market of the U.S. because my dream was always to make movies in Hollywood and for the the all the English and the world I would say because uh, don't forget that Canada is a government fund country so the making movies is not the same way as other like uh, markets that are like more um, private that I would say with the studios and yeah so from there um, I just uh, started learning how it went, and this is our first English movie that we're um, making, and we produce and we distribute it with the Gravitas Venture. I'm glad you brought that up. This is your first English movie project, so congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, you are most welcome. I really enjoyed listening to your answers and descriptions, especially about having the right people a part of different areas of film production, including, in your situation, not just friends or good associates, but family members. And I think that's a beautiful and wonderful thing um, to collaborate together as a family on a project. I think that's, that's just wonderful. I would like to say that your description of Charlie Chaplin is so spot on, how he was involved with all phases of production, and of course, as we know, being the star himself in his films. Isn't it amazing to think back, anytime I think of Charlie Chaplin, isn't it just amazing what he could do uh, on film? Mm-hmm. I mean... it's For me, I make movies because of Charlie Chaplin. I mean, I still remember the first day that I saw the power between image and music cementing together and just having emotions. So uh, for me, I mean, it was something that really was really revealing. I mean, and uh, that inspired me to make, oh, wow, you can make feel emotions just by showing images and, and music together. I said, oh, I want to do that. And uh, just watching his movie, learning how, uh, there's a lot of things that a lot of people like, didn't know maybe in some of his movies that he did visual effects in those times because sometimes he had to fake in these those times. Uh, 
certain scenes. And yeah, just learning. I think Charlie Chaplin had this gift that just to make movies and knowing all departments. So uh, I think also, I mean, he had the passion because I mean, for yes. for all this, for this industry, one of the essential keys is being passionate and loving what you do and what you love and you're passionate about what you do, regardless what it is. Uh, it could be movies, it could be, uh, you know, a plumber, whatever. I mean, you have to, you have to be passionate about it. So, um, yeah, once you're passionate about it, you can go learn and understand each department. So that way, when you make a movie, you have less, like, problems that I would say because every time you make a movie there's always like things that you have to work on and create the side but the more you know the better you can fix them and yeah I think Charlie Chaplin is a very good example of uh, of working correctly uh, all the steps of making a movie and he also if you don't mind me bringing up before we start di- diving into your film mm-hmm. he was the master of visualization of course, without mm-hmm. speaking, without vocals. And like you described so well, the music, the the way it was filmed, and, and the emotion, but but no, but no speaking words. I mean, uh, th- that mm-hmm. had to leave a big imprint on you, it sounds like. Yes, it did. Exactly. I mean, that's why I think all my projects that I do... Uh, people can really feel them. Uh, in, uh, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of passion here and there because I think that that's one of the key elements when you make movies. Uh, try to bring those emotions in there so people can take those two hours of whatever they have uh, uh, time and just you know have those emotions go there, flow in there. So yeah, Leonardo, how did it uh, come to be that you would be co-directing? camping trip with your brother and would you please um share with us a little more about your brother okay yeah so my brother his name is uh, damien afuica and yeah we started uh, the movie the run uh, that we did we co-directed it together the french movie that we did uh, damien what i like about damien and our duo as co-directors is that uh, damien is very technical that i would say in the sense that uh I think in a duo of co-directing, and especially in my spot, I mean, because what I play in movies, and the projects that I do, sometimes, I mean, not all the projects, I'm a, I'm a modest person. I mean, if I see, if I, if I don't fit in the, in the story, I'm not going to just put myself in there. Uh, but I think Damien is uh, very more technical. He's also the supervisor of post-production, here, and he's the editor. So it helps a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. So when I go play... Uh, he already knows what what I wanted, what we discuss it. So it's a very good duo. And since he's very technical, all the things that I am maybe not so good at with technical stuff, he steps in. And on the other side, I'm more of the of the um, training with the actors here and there, and making you know all the scenes come true with the actors and preparing them. And yeah, that's where I step in. And I think it's a big, very good duo when. Uh, we're really both together. A really nice fit, a really nice combo because you both can complement mm. each other on your strengths. Exactly. And and that is fantastic. And like you brought up, and as I also mentioned during the opening segment of this episode, your background in acting, of course, with you being one of the leads in this film, uh, you know, you're you're bringing a, an artistic side to the uh, filming 
of your movie and, and your brother exactly. is really good with the technical aspect. Wow. Now that's a great combination right there. And Leonardo, I would like to start with that opening moments of Camping Trip. Uh, first of all, let me just say that I thought, thought the film was very well paced and many Thank creative you. shots that were, yes. uh, you know, they, they were kind of like sped up, so to speak. Like you see the rolling clouds or shots of nature. Mm. I really liked how that made the, the film have this nice pace. I, I didn't feel overly rushed, but I thought, okay, this is really nice. It has a nice fluidness to it is what I'm trying to say. Um, did you visually think of those kind of shots when you were writing the script? Like, did you go, you know what? I want to have this kind of shot. Or did you kind of discover that as you were actually filming it? No, um, it's it, it, like a good question. No, I wrote the script uh, because I already knew that place. I really oh, have I been see. going there with uh, my family for 15 years. Like I say in the movie, there's a segment in the movie where I really say that. And <laughs> yes. yeah, it's I really did. I mean, it's really a real location that I've been going with friends and families. And where and, is this at? Uh, uh, in case folks are wondering. This is, at, this is in Concepcion. In Montreal, it's Montreal. just near Mont-Tremblant, Mont Mont okay. where a lot of the uh, where a lot of the big actors uh, go when they go to Montreal and oh, when okay. they go in Quebec. It's like a nice place, Montreal. I think uh, Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones have houses around there. It's a really nice spot. I mean, it's really it looks nice. Looks beautiful. Uh, the, and, and look, what I like about this spot when I wrote it. I, I have been there. So when you write stuff about things that you already know the place, it's so much easier, mm -hmm. uh, you know, knowing all these places here and there because you have been there. And what I love about that spot is that there's no boats uh, with motors allowed on the lake. You cannot, uh, you know, um, chalets or stuff like that around the lake, you're not allowed. So when you see the lake, there's nothing that we took off. It really is like that. So uh, when I wrote it and uh, uh, I inspired myself, I said, oh, no, I have to take this place. That's for sure, 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 sure. I mean, uh, it's the perfect uh, place just to recreate that uh, sense back of normality that the couple of uh, Enzo, Polly, Ace, and Coco want to get back uh, during the movie of Camping Trip. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I think that, that was one of the key elements uh, at the same time that inspired me to write this project. Also, I mean, during those COVID time, don't forget that I wrote that in April, 2020. So yes, we had to follow the guidelines of everything. So I had to think of a spot outside that would be okay to shoot. So uh, what better place than a place that you know? So basically you have a sentimental connection to the filming location, which is a big plus. It's a place you're mm -hmm. familiar with and that you can be comfortable and inspired about. Now, I'm just curious, though, with uh, the pandemic starting with COVID about that time that you mentioned, I mean, did you go about writing this film because of the pandemic? Like you needed to do something to keep yourself busy, that you wanted to work on a project despite all the restrictions? Or was this a film that was going to be made even if COVID never came along, so to speak? No, I'm um, very good question. I'm happy that you put, you go there. Uh, you're asking, oh, asking that you. question. Um, I wrote this script. I was in California 
when I was uh, when I wrote the script, okay. I was uh, in LA and I was working on another project of Paul River Williams in Los Angeles, an architect. Oh, okay. until the until the 12th March 2020 came and the planet <laughs> stopped because of the COVID. Oh my! And my and the project that I was doing in LA just was canceled. So um, I still remember when I got out and I went to the the market, and I don't remember. I don't know if people remember the first like couple of weeks. It was completely bananas. Yes. So I went to the store. I went to the store, this grocery store. I think it was Trade Joe's or not or Trader Joe's. I'm not. Oh, Trader so Joe's. Sure. Yes, I have one yeah, uh, not too rem- far away from me. Okay, good. Well, I still <laughs> remember getting out of the car, and it was just. Chaos. Oh, there, yeah. there was this woman. Uh, uh, I just get out of the car. And there was one saying, "Buy me a hundred dollars of food." I mean, the police were there. There was a guy bleeding. There was people fighting for cards. I mean, no more food. It was completely bonkers. So when I started uh, seeing that, I said, "Oh man, I better better." And I always have been. I'm always a person that I uh, have this book, and I always write ideas in them. And when I saw that, I said, you know what? Let's start doing a little bit of research about this pandemic and how it's going to hit people. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I started doing research about the, the effect that it had the pandemic on people. So I went to, to I went on three directions. First, I went to see uh, the relationships because, like it or not, like COVID, I mean, it. it broke up relationship, even the strongest relationships here and there. So that yes. the greed. I found out that uh, during COVID, I mean, there's something that there about greed. Well, how how come people that know each other so much can go so greedy? Uh, then after the criminal world, people don't re- realize that, but the criminal world also got affected by the uh, the COVID, and they had to reorganize everything. So I had to go do research about that and taking all those research taking all these research about all these people. I did all these connections here and there. I started writing a camping trip. And in April, 2020, I wrote this, uh, this baby, uh, probably took me a month. I would say I did like three drafts. I love, I love to draw. I love to write. So <laughs> oh, same uh, here. We, we, exactly. When you love to write, it's much easier. And, um, yeah, I did three, uh, five versions, I think. And, um, we started then you got your final on, version uh, finally. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah, so it's, uh, I, I want to inspire me about all those points that are really important that, yeah, COVID affected people. It sure did. And there is a grocery chain of stores called Kroger. I don't know if you ever heard of Kroger. Um, very yeah, nice grocery that. stores. Very nice. There's one like five minutes from where I live. And just like you described, when it really hit me, this is going to be something we have never really encountered before as far as the early stages of COVID. But when it just started to kind of hit all of us, I walked in and the entire grocery store was in mayhem. I saw deserted shopping carts full of food, some of it with things like milk or meat that would be spoiling because people gave up of waiting in line. Mm -hmm. And I've never forgot that image in my mind. Exactly. It was, it, I, it, I think 
and, and I think I showed that in the movie as well. I think that uh, it's just changed so much the ethics of people uh, yes. in a panic situation that uh, instead of being calm or whatever, you just you just do things that are not normal, even if you want to get back to normal. Because, I mean, uh, the camping trip is about that. I mean, it's about two couples that go on a camping trip. I mean, to get back a sense of normality. But and like they're really not, close I mean, friends. They're like the best of friends. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I've put that in there. I mean, because uh, relationships, that's what, that's what I said again, relationships, this COVID, it's affected so much the relationships mm -hmm. uh, between people. It's insane how much and regardless, families, uh, couples, friends, there's a lot of things that people used to do before that they couldn't do during the, the first wave. And it affected them really more than they, they, they thought. Well said. Very well said. And you know what I've often said to people? With the whole COVID experience, to me, if we look back, it's like this giant hand took Earth, right? And shook it a little bit. And then mm -hmm. stopped. <laughs> But we're kind of left with this aftermath where some things seem normal like before and a whole bunch of things don't. And it's all happening at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I would share that exactly. description. And Leonardo, I have to tell you, the first few moments of the film where you and your co-stars, so the two main couples, when they're all just packing up, getting ready to go, um, your character's friend is actually hitting you up for some money, which again, you know, he's mm -hmm. having a job situation like so many had and some still do. And, and, and you exactly. were setting that up and the girls had this nice chemistry. You could tell that they were very, very fond of each other. They, everybody was happy to see each other. I just have to tell you, I really enjoyed all of those early scenes of traveling to the campsite I because I just wanted to learn more about all of the characters and their relationships. So I wanted to commend you on the start to the film. Yeah, um, I think uh, what happened also, I mean, because, because of all the restrictions and the guidelines that we had to apply during the movie, um, we had to isolate the cast from the crew. Mm. And uh, we rented this house for all the cast to be there. And we had to be there like uh, three weeks before just for the isolation. So I think that also helped a lot for the bond between the cast members here and there. So we spent like three weeks before shooting just to get, you know, with the rehearsals and all the stuff that we had to do. Uh, there was this bond that created everybody. And I think that shows also in the movie. And like you say, I mean, you could feel it. Uh, that's why uh, all the characters, uh, Polly, Ace, Coco, and Enzo, as me, you can feel that, that sense of really friendship. And uh, I think that helps uh, a lot. Sometimes when you, when you make movies, you don't really uh, see the cast that much. But because of the COVID situation, we had to isolate. And those three weeks, we just got closer as, uh, as friends, as actors, as friends, as human beings. And uh, it really showed, I think, in the, in the movie. It, it really did. Now, there are moments where you're wearing face masks. And of course, like you said, yeah. there would be uh, procedures for the for the crew and the cast. That all makes sense. But you know, the more I think about it, 
because there's a lot of intimacy with all of you, uh, literally, by mm-hmm. the way, um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 was this just the matter of like, you know, we're going to trust each other. You know, I'm sure all of you were, had been tested and you just decided to kind of like go for it as artists. Is that the mindset everybody had? Yeah, I mean, we had to, first of all, I mean, every day we had to do, um, people don't remember that, but I, I don't know if they remember, but I, every day we had to do temperatures checkup. Yes, We yes. had to do all these questions that we had to ask here yeah. and there. So people like used to be like safe and the for that particular scene, I know the union just gave us 15 minutes in the whole <laughs> shoot. 15 because of the COVID situation. So you have like 15 minutes, just like if you want to do whatever scene, kissing or whatever scene that you had to do in the movie, you just have 15 minutes. So oh, wow, you have uh, to get you have to get we, on it, don't you? <laughs> exactly. So we had to talk about it with the the the, the Caspers, what they're comfortable and not comfortable. Because I am a director that I always uh, like to ask um, uh, my actors. What are they comfortable to show? What are they not comfortable to show? Uh, and yeah, I think that everybody was all on the same page and we did the best that we could for the 15 minutes. It was pretty insane that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that a particular moment in the film, because I don't want to give away spoilers, it did yeah. catch me off guard when I realized how close everybody was. But that was a, 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 a nice, yeah. that was a nice surprise. But I would like to ask you, I knew that this was going to have a thriller mindset, right? I knew that there was some sort of mm-hmm. criminal activity involved just from the description. However, I was taken aback, I guess because I just didn't know what to expect. It was a bit more bloodier than I uh, maybe originally yeah. anticipated. So I just wanted to know, was that something you were consciously aware of? Like, you know what? I actually do want to kind of make this a little bit of... Uh, bloody at times yeah i mean <clears throat> that's why i suggest our movie is more like a thriller horror than a horror that i would say yeah, exactly because there's still a little uh, yeah there's a little bit of drama i mean yeah there's there's one particular scene oh my god i mean it was really really yeah it is <laughs> yes. I did, I, we wanted to wrote it we, we i think i know what you're talking most, about <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I, we wrote it in the the best sense that we could and make it or the the we asked doctors if somebody would get hit there what was the yeah. normal reaction and yeah uh we wrote it in the sense that it, we like reality the best how it is and sometimes yeah it could get a little bit bloody like <laughs> it's supposed to get but uh I was thinking wow uh, you were having uh, way too much as the director you know way too much fun cuz <laughs> <laughs> you were really going for it. Um, but And hey, this is a perfect time, Leonardo, for me to ask you. I read something that was, fascinated me, but it makes total sense after you see the movie. Even though you're in the woods, there are heightened moments of tension and suspense and, of course, some blood activity going on. So there's going to be some yelling and screaming. And apparently some folks or a person nearby thought something was really happening that was awful to someone and phone the police in and they arrived to the set. Exactly. So uh, when you're shooting outside, 
there's so many issues. First, we had the the weather uh, element issues. So there uh-huh. was like two days that there were raining, so we could. And the other element was that what you're talking about here. There was this scene, and this particular scene that you're going to see in the movie. Uh, it looked when we were rehearsing it and we were shooting it. It looked so real that the campers near there, it, and they thought it was something that happened for real and they called the cops and the cops came to the set and they said that we had to stop because (laughs) they were getting too many complaints so the owner of the the owner of the camping site come to see us and said hey look uh, yeah i think you better stop for tonight and we said but we just started we can't stop (laughs) so and we had to negotiate with him another day when there's Mm. less people in the camping site so we can do exactly our scene because it looks so real yes yes well i love your description (laughs) that it's not shouldn't be described as a horror only film i like that it's thriller horror Mm. because leonardo the the thing that i really liked about your film is that horror is not always monsters or things such as that it's also the way human beings can behave or treat other human beings and your film focuses so much on on not only testing loyalty of friendship, but I think what when a pile of money suddenly shows up, exactly. what greed can do to people. And, and, and wait, like you watched the beginning of your film, you would never go, that would not be a problem. They're going to work together. It, it, it's so very interesting concept, I, I must say. Now, I'm wondering, how did you put together this talented cast? Were you involved with the casting? Yeah, I had um, my casting director, Regina D'Amico. I've been working with her for a long time, and she she worked a lot in the U.S. and everywhere. Um, we started looking, uh, trying to see, and it, it, it and the concept and the work for the casting was hard at the same time because in those moments I had to had the first choice. And I need a second choice just in case my first choice uh, had COVID. And that's what happened uh, for Coco, the first actress that we had. We already cast it, but then after she had COVID. Oh. And then I had, to go, I had to go get my second uh, choice because of that. So somebody and else Polly, was supposed to play that part. Exactly. And wow. because of COVID, we, she couldn't. And hmm. Polly, uh, the actress, Caitlin uh, Cameron, that she's from the UK, uh, we had to fly her in. She's a good friend of mine, and we studied in Los Angeles uh, in acting schools. And when oh, I she uh, did a in great 2013, job. oh yeah, Kathleen. Um, I mean, she's wow. she went to a very prestigious school in the UK for acting. And uh, when I called her, it was and that was incredible. Also, just to let you know, by the way, because don't forget that uh, to bring somebody from the UK during uh, August 2020, oh, yes. during the first pandemic, there was a lot of paperwork to do. Oh, but we managed not to pull easy. it off. Yeah, exactly. But we managed to pull it off in there. And then we have um, Alex Weinstein. Alex Weinstein is an American. By the way, yeah. he's an American with dual dual citizenship, dual citizenship with Canada. So Very uh, nice. that's he was uh, great that's, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, and then yeah, the other lady, uh, Hannah, was wonderful as well. Yeah. Oh, she's very good. Hannah is doing a lot of uh, uh, other projects now, mostly in French, but she's a very uprising talent that is coming up. Well, I have to tell you, they both looked very appealing on screen. So good choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
part of the perks of being in charge of the casting, I, I would say. But but <laughs> yes, but seriously, exactly. they're very talented. Uh, like I said, the chemistry, really, to be honest, the chemistry of all four of the leads, uh, it, it's very natural. Yeah. So very well done on that. Yeah, I, I had to go get because when I inspire myself from the real couples that I've met, that because I for 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 Enzo, Polly, Ace, and Coco, I inspired myself from a, a real real two couples that oh, that wow. you know the, their situation, <laughs> COVID. Yeah, okay. and I thought that was a very good, interesting thing to put in the the project. That's why I put that scene that special bond they had those fours because mm, yeah. uh, COVID that, that also affected those relationships that people couldn't see each other anymore. So uh, I, for me, it was important that the, my four main characters had this uh, special bond and you had to feel it in the, in the movie. Now, before I ask you how folks can uh, uh, view camping trip, you know, uh, uh, maybe here in the States and in Canada as well, perhaps, mm-hmm or in general, I would like to ask you, uh, what did you find challenging from appearing as one of the leads in a film that you also directed? Um, Certainly, I mean, I was, the most challenging thing, I think it was the the weather restriction, restraint, and some technical stuff that I would say that you would, rather have like when you have more time yeah. if you have more budget <laughs> at the same time but uh, uh besides that i mean we were really good prepared we really okay. know we're we're uh, we in the freak we the freak of others we really know what we want we always uh do storyboards um we always do like um animated uh, scenes so everybody knows before we go shoot so it's not something that we go just there and improvise yes it's true that sometimes when you shoot and when you make movies, sometimes it doesn't work like it's supposed to, uh-huh. even if you rehearse it, even if you hear there and you have to know how to flip here and there. But uh, I think that the other thing that I would say is that, um, cause when you make movies, don't forget that it's like 90% funding, 5% shooting. Mm-hmm. And the other 5% is marketing. And yeah. when we started, yeah, when we started doing the marketing in the beginning, um, festival directors, was telling us uh, because we were getting a lot of um, rejections and there was a lot of festival directors thought that um, there were certain scenes in the movie that I tried to cover all aspects of COVID. And when they said that, I said, oh my God, thank you so much. Because I told them, how could I have covered all aspects of COVID if uh-huh. it didn't happen yet? Because we shot it in August, 2020. Yeah, so, yeah the yes, early stages. Yeah. Exactly. So yes, when people are going to see the movie, they're going to, they're going to, they have to keep in mind that it was shot in, in August, 2020. So when you see it, there's a things that I talk about that happened later in real life. <laughs> wow. That, that's so great insight like I, on your part. Yeah. It's like, it's like if I predicted it, there was no intention, <laughs> just, just letting know everybody out there. There was not, it was not my intention to predict <laughs> stuff that it happened. And that I had a lot of friends uh, from Los Angeles and they said, Hey, you were just spot on with the, uh, your your ideas and your thing and it happened and it was it was q on i mean uh, 
the things that 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 you see in the movie happen later in, in during the COVID situation. So when I said that to the festival directors, they said, "Oh my God!" Because they all thought it was in it was shot in 2021, and when they and when they heard it was sh- shot in 2020, I started getting so many uh, um, selections, and yeah, from there on, uh, nominations, awards. Uh, oh, yeah. congratulations. Uh, really, Well-deserved. Yeah, it was cool about that. Well-deserved, and I'm looking forward to helping get the word out about Camping Trip myself. Um, well, how can folks uh, view your film? I'm sure there's many out there that, if they haven't seen it yet, they're going to be looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, my movie Camping Trip is going to be out the 16th of August. You can watch it in 100 platforms across uh, the U.S. Oh, wow. From Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, Gravitas Venture that we met at Horror Hound in Cincinnati, this festival that we were. Uh, oh, Camping nice. Trip was. I, I wish I would have known about you back then. <laughs> it would have been nice but, to yeah, meet you. Yeah, we, we had the nominations at Horror Hound here and there, and I met Gravitas, and yeah, so... Uh, uh, 100 platforms from Amazon Prime to Google Play, iTunes, uh, to uh, Dish, to Verizon, Comcast. There's so many places that uh, people are going to be able to see it, 100 platforms. because That's another thing today that's cool about um, making movies, not like in the time that I would say, that you have to go just to the theaters today with the, all the streaming platforms yes. out there. You can our movie is going to be out there for uh, to see for a lot of people. Voodoo, Ulu. Uh, there's a list of so much. There's a hundred platforms. Like I like I like I was saying. There's so many that I, there is. I didn't know there was. Is, yeah, there was like there's so much Time Warner cable. Oh, there's so it's many. Be mostly on B. Yeah, VOD, TV, VOD. All across the, the U.S., uh, the U.K., Europe. Uh, and Canada. Now, and, will this uh, be on a uh, Blu-ray disc eventually? Um, yes, it's going to be. It's going to be sold on Best Buys, oh, Walmart, nice. Barnes and Normals in the U.S. Well, I'm going to get myself uh, yeah, a we'll copy. Have a good... <laughs> yeah, of course, excellent. I mean, it, look, we're really happy about the distribution. We were overwhelmed. Something like I'm not going to lie. I mean, we we're we're having very good comments and uh, uh, feedback. And we're just excited for the people to go watch it, and that they're, they're, they're going to be happy watching this thriller horror movie that's going to be available for everyone the 16th of August and all those platforms. Well, Leonardo, this has been an absolute uh, delight and pleasure. I want to thank you for sharing the making of Camping Trip. I learned so much more about the film. Uh, then the next time you're in the Queen City here in Cincinnati or close by please feel free to reach out and let me know. I would be, it would be so nice to meet you in person. Oh, my pleasure, my friend. I know I have other projects. I have festivals that I'm going to the, uh, to the U S I did this action movie called the little devil and the big demons. It's sort of a pilot. So we did uh, Los Angeles. Now we're going to Texas, uh, Austin action film market festival. So if I'm around, uh, you're, I'll let you know, and for sure I'll come and say hi, my friend. Well, thank you so much. You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in.
Hi, this is Carrie Mitchum. Hollywood and Beyond podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by Stephen Brittingham. See you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thanks for listening.